so welcome to the show um, and this is the show as recorded on the 7th of April 2013 it's um, episode 12 of Roy's Rocket Radio um, and let's just get started then so it's been about more or less two months since the last show uh, but the last time I did the show was in temporary accommodation and I'd been busy moving uh, and now I've been uh, busy working, settling in, into a new flat in Red Hill, Surrey, uh, which is, incidentally, perilously close to a nearby chip shop. Um, and if you've got a thing for chips, you will know how dangerous that can be. Um, anyway, nothing of any real personal significance has happened. Just the same old, same old. Um, but if you're really bored, you can follow me on the blog or Twitter. Uh, you know where that is, RoyMathur.com, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com, or on Twitter, RoyMathur, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R. Um, so, let's see, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, if I do have any significant personal news, like, uh, I just won a million pounds, you'll be sure, uh, you can be the first to hear about it because I'll be um, probably tweeting uh, via a satellite phone modem from my luxury yacht in the Mediterranean. But anyway, enough nonsense, uh, on with the show. Oh, and by the way, it's good to be back and thanks for listening too. Uh, right, and to begin with, uh, movies. So, uh, The Wolverine. <laughs> there are now um, about a zillion clips of the upcoming movie out there. Um, so ironically, once the movie comes out, you'll probably not need to see it. Um, but as it is, uh, the, the Wolverine, uh, the new film starring Hugh Jackman as the eponymous, um, is based on the uh, Chris Claremont, Frank Miller uh, graphic novel from 1982, I believe. Um, <laughs> another graphic novel that I used to have, but no longer have. Um, right, uh, well, what do I think about it? Um, I'm not sure how they're going to play this one because they've also, they've already handsomed up Wolverine uh, past the point of credulity. Um, but if you've read the graphic novel, um, Wolverine is uh, portrayed as something of uh, an incompetent alcoholic. Um, I'm not sure how much they're going to... You know, use that in the movie itself. But in, uh, instead of just talking about it, let's, um, let's listen to the uh, latest trailer. So here we go. Uh, this is the latest trailer for The Wolverine. Eternity can be a curse. The losses you have had to suffer. A man can run out of things to live for. Lose his purpose. Thank you for saving his life. 
It's an honor to meet the Wolverine. That's not who I am anymore. I didn't send for you only to thank you, Logan. I wanted to repay you. A gift to equal the life you gave me. You have struggled long enough. Our company can do anything. I can make you mortal. the trailer for The Wolverine which should be in the cinema um, at around the end of July this year um, and uh, despite my criticisms of course I am going to be watching that so next uh, right so what have I been watching lately uh, I'm watching quite a lot as, as you no doubt gather by now um, I've particularly liked the last few episodes of The Big Bang Theory. It seems a, a little sharper, nastier, and uh, very funny. Um, so that's um, uh, the last few episodes of um, Season 6 that we're coming to an end of shortly, I assume. Um, what else? Uh, right, yeah. Um, there's a new TV series uh, coming out called Defiance. Um, it's a kind of hybrid dual game and TV show. So the video game is already out in the shops and in fact I saw it in a game the other day. Um, it was officially released on April the 2nd. Um, it looks like a fairly run-of-the-mill PC, PS3, Xbox 360, um, Mborg or M-M-O-R-P-G set on a future scorched earth peopled by both humans and aliens. Um, it's a kind of westerny themed show um, and Defiance, which sounds like a western town, um, is the name of the town where a hero of war vet settles in as the local uh, lawman. You can see the uh, trailer at uh, my website scroll down a bit um, so, well sorry at the on the blog if you go to roymatur r-o-y-m-a-t-h-u-r dot wordpress dot com scroll down a bit and the first 14 minutes of defiance are right there um, so th that's the game portion of it there's also a TV show um, uh, put out by sci-fi um, 
It's uh, the work of Rockney S. O'Bannon, um, who you may remember from the quite uh, excellent Alien Nation TV series that was itself based on the film, of course. Um, this starts on April the 15th. And, uh, of course, over the last couple of weeks, um, part two of series seven of Doctor Who has started, and we have the new assistant, uh, Clara. Um, there were two episodes, The Bells of St. John and The Rings of Akhatan. Um, I've already blogged about my views on um, The Bells of St. John, um, which sounds like I didn't like it, but actually I, I quite did like it. Um, fairly enjoyable. Um, not exactly highbrow, but uh, it is Doctor Who, of course. Um, so the quality varies between writers, doctors, eras, whatever. Um, the second episode that I've just watched, um, I think yesterday or the day before, was The Rings of Akhaten. Um, I've got to say, I really didn't like that, that episode. Um, there was way too much singing. Um, it sounded like a particularly long and boring edition of uh, Songs of Praise or something. Um, probably highly fashionable with all the uh, chorister stuff on TV it seems to be on lately but um, I, I really, it wasn't my cup of tea um, let's hope things perk up a bit in the next episode um, I've also been watching a smattering of things on iPlayer um, I caught a science program I, Horizon uh, they had um, there's several um, of the Horizon shows available on iPlayer uh, the one that stuck in my memory a little is the one on Big Data, um, probably because I used to be a, a systems analyst. But anyway, um, what they're talking about is uh, basically humongous data sets. Um, but there are two notable examples on the show. Um, an investment company called Winton Capital, uh, run by scientists um, in the city, who base their stock market predictions on statistical algorithms rather than guesswork. They claim to apply scientific method um, rather than just instinct. Um, and there was another example, I think, from LA, uh, where the police are using um, a whole bunch of clever equations um, a bit like the, the sort of things that you would see in that old series, uh, Numbers, if you remember that. Uh, yeah, they would... Um, so they're using big data sets and a bunch of algorithms to determine where they should deploy their patrol cars. Um, rather than using the officers' instincts. I'm not so sure this is all a good idea. Um, it looks like they're obliging, or the LAPD are obliging uh, cops to actually f follow these routes predominantly. Um, and they're rolling out that to, to the whole of America. Now, I'm not a cop, and I don't really, you know, I don't understand 
before in the ins and outs of crime and or crime detection. But um, I've worked as a, a patrol security uh, guard in in Vancouver, so I've had a, a tiny bit of exposure. Um, and and as far as I can see, um, there are a whole bunch of hotspots around the city that are never patrolled by cops and. Criminals know where these are. Uh, that's why they go there, because you're not going to get arrested. So I don't see how these kind of patterns are going to show up in um, a clever data model. Unless what they do is, is kind of clever and um, they're looking for areas that are not currently patrolled too. I never thought of that, of course, so maybe that's something that would happen. But um, anyway, back to uh, Winton Capital, I, I did Google them, and it says on their website, Winton Capital Management established in 1987 with the aim of developing returns to investors through long-term compound growth, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, research-led using financial mathematics um, analysis techniques to develop proprietary trading systems for international asset markets. Uh, my only advice is, um, and as an ex-IT guy, we all dabbled a little bit in investment. I, I have no shares of stock anymore, long since past that. Uh, the 80s have long gone too. But... Um, as far as I can see, and from examples of other people who have not done as well, um, I, I can think of one specific colleague who lost a humongous amount of money uh, fiddling around with penny shares. Um, all, all I can say is uh, be very careful with your money. Um, no matter what, the, it, statistical methods, it, it just sounds like another gambling system. I'm not sure, so sure you can make that much money doing this. And um, uh, anyway, that was my that that's my five cents. Mm. So uh, that was Horizon Big Data. Um, it it was an interesting program. You can watch it on BBC iPlayer if you're quick. Um, there are a couple more Horizon programs that I quite enjoyed. There was one about the weather. Um, another on taste uh, well worth checking out anyway so of course uh, let's see what else The Walking Dead season 3 has finished um, it was okay uh, it was action rather than the soap of the last season um, but what I'm hoping is that we're getting back to some real survival horror and science fiction hopefully in the next series but um... <laughs> I did go into Waterstones the other day and they had the whole uh... series of um... trades that uh, The Walking Dead is based on uh, the TV series so they had the comics uh, that the TV series is based on right there. I think it it, it went way past uh, the current series. And uh, I'm ashamed to say I, I did have a dig in there and uh, might have spoiled um, the plot, uh, might have spoiled the excitement somewhat for me in uh, new episodes in the next season, season four. Um, I don't know. I... I 
like I said, I, I, I'm hoping it doesn't get too soapy again. I hate those long, long, boring, drawn-out conversations. I mean, this program is about zombies. Right, uh, next. Um, I was initially pretty excited, as any Blade 7 fan is, uh, whenever we hear any rumour of a reboot, a remake, um, an expansion, a novel, uh, maybe a new radio play something but um this this old chestnut has been going on for a while the sci-fi s-y-f-y you know the tv channel have been talking about uh, a blink seven remake for a long long time um i finally caved um a month or a few weeks ago i think it was about a month ago and wrote to them uh, asking uh, polite well actually i demanded to know what was going on um, I did get a, a, a reply, a really completely useless reply, telling me to um, stay tuned, basically, which was completely useless. Could have thought of that myself. Um, so there is no uh, answer on that. I'm not sure what's happening with it either. Um, and it's difficult to tell now that Sci-Fi have um, invested so much time and effort in Defiance. Maybe they're waiting to see how that plays out first, I don't know. But um, like they say in Hollywood, it's in development. Um, so, books. Uh, nothing to talk about this week, apart from the rather alarming news and sad news uh, about Ian Banks. Um, and the fact that he believes he probably has only months to live with uh, terminal cancer, which is Absolutely shocking and terrible news. Uh, you know, I hope he. Um, uh, I don't know what to say really. Um, I suppose a lot of fans out there probably feeling the same way. We wish him well. Um, I believe he has one more book that he hopes to finish. Uh, yeah, just pause. The, uh, just press the pause there so that I could uh, Google this. But uh, yeah, there's a, a book called The Quarry which he believes will be his last. Uh, well, we hope it isn't. Um, I think it uh, probably calls for uh, maybe some kind of show that where we talk about his books in more detail, because I've read uh, quite a few of them, but there are so many that um, perhaps it would be... Uh, yeah, that, that might be an idea for a future show. I'll think about that and see what happens. Um... So, next, uh, comics. Yeah, I've been, um, like I said, I was working for a few weeks, but that job's now finished, and again, I have uh, a little bit of spare time. I've been walking around uh, the shops uh, during daylight hours, <laughs> in, in weekdays, when, when other normal people are actually uh, at their jobs, and whatever, and uh, I've been perusing the shelves in WH uh, Smith, and I noticed that uh, comics like the Beano, very well known, and uh, it's been going, going on for ages, uh, still around, but more surprisingly, I saw that Commando, which is a little, um, I think it's about A5 format, small booklet-shaped comic, um, which generally features stories of uh, World War II, um, uh, 
but it's been around, and it was around when, uh, since before I can even remember. Um, I did go for a phase of reading them, but it grew out of it, uh, like most um, boys, uh, you, you either... <laughs> You either stick to reading these things and end up in the army, or you just uh, grow out of the whole concept of uh, war, hopefully. Um, but anyway, um, the one good, pos- the one positive thing about uh, comments like Commando being still there is, uh, you know, at least it's one way to remind everyone that there were two very large wars at the beginning of the 20th century. Um, which sounds a bit patronising and condescending when I say it like that, but you'd be surprised the amount of people I've met who were born maybe in the 80s who have no idea that there were, there were these two great big world wars. Um, next, I'll just briefly mention Dan Dare because um, I've got this big Dan Dare reprint print annual kind of thing from the library. Um, well, it's part one anyway, it's called The Voyage to Venus, and I think it goes from the very, very earliest um, of the strip. Yeah, so it's uh, the first part of a continued strip. Um, and that was published by, I think it was Eagle Comics. Um, and written and illustrated, I assume, by a guy called Frank Hampson. And looking at the uh, the notes uh, a few pages in, um, it says here that uh, we first see Dan Dare in the Eagle number one in April 1950. Oh, so it's not quite as old as I thought it was. Um, but anyway, uh, Dan Dare's been around for a while and in, in several different incarnations that you may not be aware of. So we've got the original here, um, kind of boy's own adventure um, from the 1950s. Um, very, very British and correct, uh, though it's got a, a it's got a very large Judge Dredd-like chin, which is interesting on the cover. Um, and then later on, as I was growing up, I think I, I think maybe the first I'd seen of Dan Dare was the 2000 AD version of Dan Dare, uh, which um, characteristically, uh, that particular strip was <laughs> much, much more violent than uh, the original Dan Dare but still kind of keeping in with the boy's own adventure, albeit for a later age. And there was also um, a version of Dan Dare in uh, a Virgin comic. Um, that was a really interesting um, version of Dan Dare. If you look at the people involved, goodness me, I had to shamefully actually wiki that um, because it's been such a while since I've seen the Virgin Comics version. But yeah, apparently um, Richard Branson's a fan of the character. Um, uh, there was a seven-issue miniseries written by Garth Ennis, um, who I believe is uh, another 2000 AD regular. And um, 
apparently, from what I'm reading here, uh, Professor Peabody um, is also in this, but uh, promoted now to Home Secretary. Um, and there's a Prime Minister, uh, this is what it says here on the wiki, uh, Prime Minister model, uh, let's start again, sorry, Peabody is the Home Secretary to a Prime Minister modelled on Tony Blair who has sold Earth's defence out to the Mekon out of fear of overwhelming odds. <laughs> that's, that's quite something. So, like I said, three versions of the comic book down there. We've got um, the original 1950s, uh, the 1970s 2008 version, much more violent, um, but really quite good, and um, the very political um, version from, let's see, when was it again? Yeah, two, 2008 apparently by Virgin Comics. Uh, there has also been a whole bunch of other um, uh, ways that Dande has been portrayed um, I mean in different mediums uh, so there's been uh, he's been on the radio on, in games, music, film everywhere actually um, or he will be in film apparently um, with Sam Worthington in the title role of Dande uh, but the the other version I remember uh, is the Dan Dare from 2002, Dan Dare, Pilot of the Future, the uh, computer-generated uh, children's TV program. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that, um, mainly because uh, <laughs> Professor Peabody was so attractive, but um, it, it was quite an entertaining uh, program too. Uh, right, so that's Dan Dare. Uh, if you try hard enough, you can also find the uh, Dan Dare um, Virgin Comics quite easily. Um, I'm not sure, so sure about the uh, 2000 AD books. Not sure if Titan have put that out yet. Um, but the original Dan Dare, um, Pilot of the Future, 1950s, from Eagle, is available uh, from Amazon and looking through it I've got a copy from the library it um, it looks pretty good actually I, I really like the art so uh, that's comics done um, haven't got any news about radio programs this week uh, tech Right, yeah, um, and on to technology. Um, so I noticed uh, an Amazon locker um, at my local stables. Um, I felt so excited in such a nerdy way that I took a photograph of it, nice friendly orange lockers, and I thought, right, I'm going to use that because it's so much better than waiting for a delivery man. And after an uh, after a lot of sodding about on the computer, I <laughs> I found that I couldn't deliver my very small package, which was a PC hub, and um, no real explanation given, other than uh, you read down the list of reasons that your order can't go through 
with a delivery address to a locker. Um, and it didn't really tie in with any of those reasons. It was only a 0.5 kilogram small package. So I don't really understand that. What a disappointment. Um, we, we just don't do things right in, in England or the UK in general. Um, so we've now got the Amazon lockers and apparently no real way of using them. Uh, so, uh, what did I buy? I, hmm, well, I bought a, a new monitor, uh, which was the cheapest you can possibly buy from PC World. It's not great, the res resolution isn't brilliant, but it's much better than a 10-inch netbook, uh, screen, which I've been using until, uh, until I bought this. So this is just a bog-standard 20-inch, um, uh, apparently LED, but I don't see that it's any better than an LCD. Um, anyway, like a, getting back to the uh, Amazon locker disappointment, I ended up buying uh, the USB hub from eBuyer and saving myself £3. But it would have been nice to uh, get something delivered outside your home so you're not held to ransom by delivery men who seem to uh, come and go with a, uh, no particularly uh, regular schedule or anything. Um, oh, while I was uh, googling stuff to buy in PC World uh, and, I, and looking at my receipt and the terms and condition on the website, I've noticed uh, they are quite draconian in their return policy. Um, check this out next time you buy something from them, or, or ask them about it. Because as far as I can see, the only way to really return something is if you buy it, take it home, don't open the box, and then return it. Which sounds utterly ludicrous. Um, I th but I think that might be just the uh, return policies in general are getting nastier and nastier. Um, mind you, there, there isn't that much to buy. I've noticed that there's started to be less and less to buy in shops like PC World anyway. I, for instance, buying that hub, the, the, there are maybe three or four on the shelves. None particularly useful. Um, the, the amount of goods available in the high street and even in re retail parks in general seems to be uh, going down, and you, you're really forced to do everything online, uh, which is a bit sad. Uh, the same place that I saw the uh, staples and I bought my monitor from, um, sorry, the staples with the Amazon lockers in, is the same retail park where I uh, bought my monitor and uh, go there generally because there's a quick fit. Um, but there is uh, there was a comet there and that's also shut down, as you know. <laughs> and, uh, I heard on the radio that um, on the subject of all these things shutting down in the UK, that um, HMV have probably have been bought out by something, some other company that describes themselves as restructurers. Um, 
sounds ghastly, but um, apparently they're set to save a whole bunch of jobs. I, I'm not sure if it'll still be HMV or what will happen, but um, the story's not quite over yet. Um, so that's me moaning about um, loss of retail shop stores, uh, terrible warranties, um, return policies, and okay, no more moaning. Uh, on to more fun stuff. Uh, toys. Right, time permitting, what I'd really like to do is get back into Steve Jackson and Ian Livingston's fighting fantasy books again. Um, when I was a kid I had uh, Death Trap Dungeon. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a really real cheap way to get into uh, solo RPGs. Um, and I've noticed uh, that a lot of the books are available quite cheaply on Amazon. Um, I don't know why the, why the company just doesn't reprint everything. I'm sure they'd be immensely popular. But um, I, uh, what I'm going to be doing in the, when I have a bit of time is doing a bit of Amazon surfing and buy a bunch of the books. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going to put them yet because I don't even have a shelf. But uh, that's the plan. So, not, not much else to uh, say this week. Um, I think, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm planning on having um, an episode uh, dedicated to the books of Ian Banks because uh, I, I have been a reader of his for, for such a long time. Um, so, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, let me do the outro properly this time so this was the podcast for the 7th of April 2013 um, the show is Roy's Rocket Radio and this is episode 12 uh, thanks for listening uh, and please keep listening and some feedback would be really appreciated thanks, bye